Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beef State. It is Saturday, February 18th. We have a fantastic show for you. We have a lot to cover. A lot has happened in the sports world. A lot has happened in the Nebraska sports world since we have last discussed. There's been movement roster-wise on the Nebraska football team. Basketball all of a sudden has taken off. Uh, women's basketball just lost to Iowa. I wrote this before that happened. I was planning on hyping that up a little bit because we were going to record that during that. But unfortunately, they got bodied. Um, Super Bowl happened, obviously. Baseball starting. Uh, Tiger made the cut at the Genesis Invitational. So there's a lot going on in the sports world. We're going to talk about all that and a lot more. Uh, we're actually going to do a little taste test to start off the show because we have had busy days so far. We need a, we need a little uh, pep in our step, Scotty. Yeah, so here we go. You want to tell people about it? Which one? Which one uh, is this? This is Big Corn Energy. This is this is not sponsored. Um, we just I just found this. I guess they're at all the local use stops in uh, Lincoln. I have the sugar one. Scott's Scott's getting married. Congratulations to him. So he needs to uh, lose some weight. So he has a sugar free one. Twenty five percent of profits go to Nebraska walk ons. Let's go, let's do this. Okay. What do you what do you think it will taste like? There's no flavor or anything. It's sort of an old timey uh, ad. Yeah, there's no. It doesn't what, what say what flavor. What do you expect that it will taste like? I expect like rock star ish. Yeah, my kind guess. Of my guess. My guess is is Red Bull. Um, okay. okay, here we go. That's actually that's really good. No joke, that's really good. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like what I expected. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Try sugar free. Switch. That's better than sugar-free Red Bull. It's a high bar, my friend. Fuck. Sugar-free's better. Sugar-free's better. Sugar-free's really good. God damn. Uh, and you're probably thinking, how did you guys pass that across your massive studio so quickly? Uh, fun fact, our producer actually sits right in the middle. Yep. So I pass it to the producer, and then he walks over to Scott, and then he hands it to Scott, and then Scott... And then our producer uh, Steve walks over here and gives it back to me. Thanks, Steve. Of caffeine. That's. I mean, that's really good. Tons of niacin. How is sugar free better? Sugar free is really, really good. No joke. It's actually delicious. <laughs> we literally had. I was. I thought there was. There was like a twenty. Let's go walk-ons. Get ready. Start uh, putting some down payments on some new venues because I'm going to be buying a lot of these. Yeah, you can buy like um, packs online. Again, definitely not sponsored, but if you want to, shout out. Man, that's good. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. I don't want to start with that one. Uh, Alante Brown is now not uh, with the Nebraska football team. Reportedly, okay. it does yep. appear to be official as he's not on the roster anymore. Uh, wide receiver who came here in 2020, uh, played 2020, 2021, and 2022. Started 10 games last year. Had a lot of eligibility left. Had 191 yards last year. Uh, didn't have a lot of yards the years previous. Uh, took a lot of kick returns. Um, but outside that, you know, a lot of people were high on him through various points through his career. Uh, unfortunately, it would appear as things have not worked out. However, you know, he wouldn't be, you know, who knows if he's officially gone forever. Some he's guys got, have come back. He's got three back, years but, of eligibility left. So mm-hmm. he'll be... He'll be playing football for a while. He's got. He's going to have a good opportunity somewhere else. Um, it just was, you know, we today we said at sixteen. Yes, uh, a week ago we were at seventeen scholarship wide receivers. There's going to be attrition at that spot. We're probably going to get that down to like twelve. So we're going to see quite a few wide receivers leave. Yeah, counting walk-ons, there's twenty-one, which is 
Maybe you don't including... expect any of those wide receivers leaving to be guys who were just brought in either. No, no. And they brought in a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not the end of the attrition we will see. Who knows? They could even, you know, if they have enough guys leave, they could maybe even add somebody in the second portal window. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of guys added at tight end, at wide receiver, um, especially at this point, And I think in how Matt Rule likes to run his offense, I think you can see a lot of guys get moved between wide receiver uh, and tight end. A, potentially uh depending on speed and size and i think they would try guys out in different spots especially uh, as matt rule kind of gets this thing rolling who that was interesting what you just said what mm-hmm. uh, what do you have in mind who do you see from wide receiver um, over to tight end or do you see it being the other way i it could go both ways i think our tight end room is going to be very not necessarily top heavy in that we only have a few good guys, but we have, you know, Fedoni. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have like a couple of the highest rated tight ends ever. I, I do. I really like uh, Carney. C A R N E Y. He's a Nebraska kid. Um, yeah, I, I, I do actually. I really like our tight end. Not a lot of experience no. in our tight end room. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely one of the deepest rooms on the team right now. I, I just. Um, who do you see from that transitioning over to tight or to wide receiver? Do you see? Well, here's my thought. Um, they they like to bring in guys who are kind of raw. We have oh, seen that. So that's going to attract a lot of tight end type bodies. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's that, and then it's just you have to see where guys are at once they start, you know, playing football for more than a year. Right. Obviously, it's not going to be Fedoni, um, but you know, AJ Rollins comes in. You know, who knows. I guess he's probably going to be a dedicated tight end, I would think, right? Yeah, uh, him and then um, Smith Flores. He's going to bounce between the two. He's only 210 pounds. I say only, you know, that's a very large human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a tight end, that's not that big. Um, the, we did have some other roster attrition. Uh, Hunter Anthony, mm-hmm. who started games for Oklahoma State, couldn't really find the field a whole lot at Nebraska. Did have some depth role. Um and did play as like a third tight end sometimes, but Hunter Anthony now also no longer on the roster. He's got one year of eligibility left. Yeah. Um, unclear if he's in the transfer portal, but he is no longer on the football roster. Yeah. So, so some unknowns in what exactly is going on there. Um, that was an interesting one. Cause I would have figured that he would have had a chance to at least compete for a starting role. Maybe a new set of coaches, new set of eyes. I suppose you do retain the same offensive line coach. Mm. So if it wasn't going to work out, with that same coach, then maybe it's not going to be good going forward. But he, it surprised me when he when he committed in the last recruiting class. I thought he was going to be a starter for sure. Somebody mm-hmm. with starting experience at another Power 5 school at a position of need. He just couldn't see the field. Yeah. Sorry. When you asked me what who I thought might transition between wide receiver and tight end or the opposite, my brain got like totally hung up on that question. Now I'm like obsessed with that. Okay. Because there's just, I feel Do like there's answers? so many guys. No, absolutely not. But... There's, I mean, there's a lot of shorter Billy speed Kemp. guys. Billy Kemp going to play tight end? Billy Kemp, probably not at tight end. That'd be sweet. Maybe Oops. fullback. Um, I don't know. They would never try Malachi, Malachi at tight end, would they? That's a good question. I, guess I, think, that, I think you'd have a better shot of Malachi playing defense than you would at tight end. I mean, Malachi, you know. Six, what would he play on defense? Uh, outside linebacker or defensive end. Mm. You'd have to add a lot of weight. I guess would, that's kind of just would. a question on how he, a guys, how he develops. Yeah. That's where, I mean, in college, wide receiver, tight end just kind of feels like you have to, I mean, unless they're, until they're like 20, I feel like you don't totally know until mm-hmm. they're like fully sized out. 
Well, so offensive line now sits probably under where they want to be. So mm. uh, I don't anticipate a lot more attrition from this offensive line. No. But probably look for them to add maybe one or two more transfers in this period. Mm-hmm. I think we still need someone at tackle. I feel really good about our interior O-line, especially for this next year. Um, Noelle coming back, Ben Scott being added, Corcoran potentially moving inside, but I don't think Corcoran could move inside until you get another tackle. Yeah, and then, you know, guys getting healthy is also a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy. Teddy, yeah. I was totally blanking on his name. Yeah, Teddy's, I mean, he was what, six? Is he still 6'8"? Is he 6'9 now? I think he's still six, growing? Nine. You can look that up. The creative character. Wow. He's a big, he's a big son of a bitch. He I'll is, tell you what. Um, man, that Walter Rouse. Holy shit, he's 6'10". What? That's he's, what it says. Nebraska now. has him listed at 6'10". Okay. Jesus Christ, nine. dude! If we're, if there was like if Nebraska has one more injury in the bas- in a basketball game, we might, I think, honestly, we might be seeing a situation where Teddy Prohaska comes out into the floor. I would be very much for that. That would be remember last time that happened. That was fucking sweet. That was that brought some eyes. They had opposing fans cheering for him at the end. Of, I mean, they were up by a lot, but everyone wanted him to score at that point. Uh, Joe was, of course, talking about uh, Nebraska at the Big Ten tournament at the beginning of Freud Hedberg's tent or Freud. <laughs> Fred Hoiberg's tenure, which uh, Freud, dang it, Fred Hoiberg, basketball coach, our excellent basketball coach, as though he was maybe like the fifth man in America to come down with COVID. I don't know if you mm. remember that. Literally on the sideline. No, that that's right. People were talking about during the game was this guy has COVID. He didn't get COVID either, but this was like right as it started and they didn't allow fans and he was like dying on the sideline. This was one of the last sporting events for months. Yeah. And it was uh, Nebraska uh, not starting, but pulling off the bench and playing significant minutes, uh, a walk-on quarterback in a scholarship freshman offensive tackle. Shout out to Avedro. Shout out to Avedro. He done? Does he have one more year? He might be done. I don't know. I need to look that up. Guys, guys have just played forever awesome. at this point. He was, he was, he was. Um, Federal was a sick basketball player. Yeah. For Wahoo Newman, he was all state. Yeah. He's a good point guard. Oh yeah. Um. There has been a uh, crystal ball prediction for Dylan Royola to come to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Granted, from a Nebraska insider. Sure. Uh, but that can kind of go both ways. Sure. Uh, from Mike Schaefer. Uh, predicting Dylan Royola to go to Nebraska. Now, obviously, a lot of names to watch, a lot still to go. Uh, it's going to probably come down to the wire. He's the number one player in the country. You can take your time with stuff like that. Um, but probably going to end up being between Nebraska, USC, and Georgia as of right now. Georgia lost their offensive coordinator to the Ravens, which is an uh, interesting choice yeah, uh, for surprising. Todd Munkin. I suppose it's, a, it's, it's more of a question on what sort of offense the Ravens want to run. Yeah, uh, I'm Todd. I mean, Todd Munkin's a really good coach, so I'm not surprised that he uh, got picked up. This but it makes a lot of sense that he's going the Ravens, though. They they typically run college offenses. Greg yeah. Roman was sort of known as the NFL's version of college offense. And then they coach. fired him, and then get right. Todd Munkin. That's it's really funny. That's uh, I don't know if that's going to work out great for the Ravens, but mm-hmm. we will see. Um, so obviously, Raiola is set to come on one of his visits to Nebraska again. Um, 
really hard to blame the guy for uh you know if he doesn't pick nebraska i don't think anyone's going to be like how could you you know yeah uh, with right. his family we're, ties we're, but you got a guy who is has said what three heisman winners in the past six years and then you've got back-to-back national champions trying to get you to the fact that nebraska's even in this conversation is uh i think a testament to matt rule and what he has done in a short time in his staff and then just you know what, what legacy can mean confidence yes right and um also should be noted the amount of confidence that he has probably instilled into his uh, staff offensive line coach yeah his offensive line coach must be feeling pretty good about the way things are going matt rules offensive line coach yes donovan royola donovan royola who is dylan royola's uncle uncle yeah right um yeah, I mean, obviously the number one recruit in the country, perfect score on the composite. He's gonna, it, it's Boom. the biggest recruit Nebraska could ever get. So this is this is the biggest re- it, recruiting story, uh, recruiting uh, uh, process of all time for yeah. Nebraska. It might end on March twenty fifth when yeah. he comes to visit. We also have um, the that that weekend is stacked with visitors. You've got a five star offensive defensive lineman come on that week too. A couple mm-hmm. four star receivers. Um, so they're, they're going to go all out. I'm surprised they're not doing something for the spring game. The spring game traditionally was a really big weekend for recruiting because you got to see the, you know, you know, not a full stadium, but a full stadium. I do think it will be packed this year. But yeah, they were selling a lot of tickets. I'm going. You're going to spring game? Yeah. You got your tickets? Mm-hmm. Um, My so aunt got them. Shout out to E. It, are they sold out? Uh, I don't think so. You can always, spring game is like all time, like. Spring game. People buy 12 tickets scalp. and they like, crap, I can't go. Yeah. You can pick up tickets uh, anywhere from, from the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it was going I on. love the fucking spring game, dude. I love just being able to like mimic a game day atmosphere, have a good day, yeah. have a good time of it. I've always, for like some reason, always gone to the spring game. Pretty much. I know, did we go in college? Oh, Probably yeah. not. Did we? Times. Damn. Yeah. Um, I probably just tailgated. I think we tailgated. I think that's what we did um, <laughs> for a spring game. The uh, the other thing of note, Georgia has started offering other quarterbacks. Not nothing. Important. Not nothing. Not nothing. Means what is, they are probably no longer extremely confident that they will get Dylan Raiola. So, is Mike Schaefer being a Huskers insider? Is he going to be biased towards Raiola? Um, coming to Nebraska, or is he? Could would you just say he's like more plugged in? I think he's very plugged in. I think Schaefer. I think all the guys at twenty four seven are very plugged in. Mm-hmm. And I think you've not seen very many crystal balls go towards Georgia. You haven't seen a lot of crystal balls from Georgia guys who could be as plugged in as the Nebraska guys go in. Um, and then just the nature of the people that Riola is associated with, the Nebraska guys are going to be more plugged in. So, um. I was going to think one other thing in here. Uh, so, Rayola trains with uh, Stafford. Oh, he trains with him? Yes. Who, okay. Uh, Mike Bobo was the coach of Stafford at some time. He's going to be the next offensive coordinator at Georgia. Bobo. And does have Stafford's stamp of approval. And Rayola even said that he would be excited to play for Bobo. Stafford, former Georgia quarterback. Former Georgia yeah. quarterback, right. So, it's not done. Uh, crystal ball doesn't mean anything is done. No, uh, no, 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 Nebraska, no. Nebraska, Nebraska versus over. the field. Nebraska would, I would bet Nebraska versus the field. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I like Which that. Which has now changed. I would not have said that two weeks ago. I would have said the field. I would have said Nebraska is a front runner, but I'd pick the field. Now I'd pick Nebraska over the field. 
I fucking love that. I, I've, I've, I've been like cautious. I've never at any point have I thought like, oh, he's coming to Nebraska for sure. Right. But I've been cautiously optimistic. Like the fact that we're in consideration at this point is incredible. It changes. It, it would change your program. Yeah, that would be especially now. Like you know, even like twenty years ago, a quarterback was not nearly as important as they are now. Just with football. What? Oh well, yeah. Okay, I understand. Football rules and the way offenses have changed. Yeah. Yeah, like the game has become more, more even more quarterback centric than it yes. was. Right. It used to be maybe eighties, nineties. You would say like, I want a running back first. Like that. That workhorse running back might be yeah. as important as a quarterback. Um. Yeah. No. Quarterback is the premier position in sports, and Nebraska is probably the the front runner to get the best. Let's go. Quarterback in the country. Fuck yeah. Iowa football head coach Kirk Ferentz's son, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, nailed it uh, at Iowa, has had to redo his contract to ensure he will stay with the program. So, mm-hmm. Brian Ferentz previously made $900,000 a year. Um, that's, that's actually insane. Yeah. According to Tom Van Horen of ESPN, in the new contract, Ferentz will make a base salary of eight hundred and fifty grand, so huge pay cut, nine hundred to eight hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. uh, and will be able to have his contract reinstated to a two-year rolling agreement with a bonus and salary adjustment if the team meets certain requirements. The team needs to score at least twenty-five points per game and win a min- minimum of seven games in twenty twenty-three for Ferentz to hit his goals. Uh, the incentive marks are relatively low as 25 points per game would have placed Iowa at tied for 85th among 131 FBS teams. This past season, the Hawkeyes ranked 123rd, averaging just 17.69 total points scored per game. The offense ranked second to last in yards per game, third to last in yards per play, averaged under 100 yards rushing per game, and 156.7 passing yards per game, which is good for number 123rd overall. Got it. Yeah, uh, this was a symbolic move. Um, the numbers are fun to speculate on because you just get to go back and through how bad Iowa's offense was and how low their expectations are for it. Mm-hmm. They had to do something, right? They had to show that there is a problem and we are addressing it. This didn't really do anything, though, did it? I mean... No. <laughs> lowering his salary by $50,000, that's not... It's, you know... That's not no $50,000 is a lot of money for... Uh, just for anyone in general, but if you make eight hundred, if you make nine hundred grand, fifty thousand dollars is not, not that a much. Lot. He's not no. going to be losing his house. No, um, which there were right. And other issues, there are some questions about you know Brian Ferentz and houses. Let's and um, we're not going to speculate too much, but let's just say once the Ferentzes are gone, there's going to be some questions about some things. But I will say I love this. Uh, I think they probably it, it goes two ways for me. If they don't hit these numbers, it'll be comically funny what they have to do next because they clearly aren't going to fire him. Uh, if they get close to him, they'll say, oh, it was significant improvement. Uh, and if they um, if they do hit it, great. Then they get to keep on. <laughs> as a Nebraska fan, as a fan of a team that plays Iowa every year, they're going to keep his son on staff no matter what. So yeah. I'm a fan of this contract. I'm a fan of this move. I love that Brian Ferentz is their offensive coordinator. Uh, it's the second best thing in the world behind him being their head coach. So Iowa fans are not fans of Brian Ferentz. They do not like no. this. They are very, very angry at this. In fact, I would say Kirk. There's a lot of ire towards oh, yeah. Kirk Ferentz. Big time. They Ferentz. are not happy. Ferentz. In very yeah, it's not Ferentz. We're not called even if it is Ferentz. I don't care. We're not doing it. No. Nebraska dominates Iowa now. 
that's the new norm uh so we're calling him ference also like i think everyone calls him ference i was just listening this is the first time i've ever heard ference yeah not, my, like we've been playing him for 10 years now yeah not doing it not doing not it. worth it you're all oh, yeah you're ference um so shout out to joel clatt for bringing this up i love joel clatt's podcast but he was talking about how like detrimental this will be if they're at like 19 points per game and they have like five games left four games left because they're gonna he's gonna like his game plan is going to be different. He's going to be yeah. going for it and fourth down more. They got, I know they got the kid from Michigan coming in at quarterback. Um, but like you might see crazy stuff. Like they might be down like in their own territory in like the third quarter, um, like pretty obvious punting situation and like run a jet sweep on fourth down or something. Like they're going to be doing mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy trick plays. Also like they're going to, he's probably going to have to hit a point. Like he needs to have an average offense. They actually like put it in his contract that he has to be average at his job. Not good. Right. Average. Like it means that uh, the games against Utah state and Western Michigan, they're going to be passing the ball all game. Yeah. But you have to put a big buffer there on, uh, cause then you've got Penn state, Michigan state coming up after they'll probably try and run it up on Purdue who, even when they had really good coaching, didn't have the best defense. defense. Um, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northwestern always has solid defense. Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska. Wow. How do they keep getting away with easy schedules every year? That's crazy. Um, I don't know. What, do you want to do over-under? Does Vegas have odds for this? They should. 100%. Oh. I think, uh, he'll, hit, I think he'll hit the over. I Vegas think, probably doesn't, but I'm sure you can find some. There's there's ways to manipulate how they, they do it to hit the over. Um well, you can figure you could figure it out because yeah. you can find the over under and you can find their well. The I meant for to hit, for Brian to hit the over. So Brian, it's funny because like Brian is now literally like gambling this year. You know, it's, yeah. But by the way, the Iowa offense is is pro overs. So they're they're gonna there's gonna be times when they're not playing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, compatible football. Complimentary. Complimentary football. Thank you. Perfect. So yeah, they they played in the a offense, style that would help their defense. The quite offense a bit. has to score twenty five points per game. Right. This is not team, by the way. This is also going to be detrimental Huge. to their defense because the offense is going to try and uh, have shorter drives. The yeah. defense isn't going to be as effective, right? That defense usually is very very fresh. Iowa slows the game down on offense, tries to make as few possessions as possible. We saw this when they played Nebraska. There was only like nine possessions each side in that game. I mean, it's just how they play football. They, try, just to, they, they play just football. try to run the ball. I mean, it's worked fairly well. Like, that's that's going to change with this team. Like, their points per position, to hit 25 points for an Iowa offense, you're going to have to be a little bit higher on your points possession than average. They're going to have to score most. They're going to have to score in a lot of drives. Yeah. So they're, the only answer is they're going to up. They really should. They should have changed. If they were serious. Uh, I don't know if anyone has done this yet. And we we haven't seen a lot on incentive based contracts on someone that's not a head coach, so it's mm-hmm. not just wins. Uh, but coordinators having incentive based contracts should be a points per possession contract instead of points per game. I mean, how this isn't common at all. Like to I've never heard, to I've have never a coordinator anything. have like a specific point because it doesn't really make any sense outside of just bonuses, right? Yeah, we've seen bonuses, bonuses. Yeah, uh, but not, so that's like a situational not thing. Like sometimes like you don't score a lot of points in like a certain game. It's not really maybe you only had the ball like five or six times. Just like right. like exactly. situations exactly. like and that's you how they've played in the past, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's oh, it's gonna boy. be weird. It's gonna not be Iowa this year, and. 
Iowa for the first time in a long time might be can't miss TV because you never know what Brian Ferentz is going to dial. This is going to be a storyline all year. It's going to be one of the, like not biggest many, in many terms of impact. Are they going to run? Three. Uh, one. Well, the, it depends on how many pick sixes they have in the first like two. They're going to be the most like conservative trick plays you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be the very bread. Like they're going to do a flea flicker, but they're going to have like a wide receiver in the backfield in case it gets fumbled. They're going to do a flea flicker, but it's going to be two quarterbacks. A quarterback handing it off to another quarterback who tosses it back to them. They're yeah. going to do... Um, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fake punts. I'm sure there's going to be... Um, well, fake punts won't work because if they, if they were to score on that play, it wouldn't go down as an offensive touchdown. Would it? No. Well, you just get a first down. Not if they score a touchdown. Good. And they got Brian Ferentz calling play. It's hard not to score a touchdown. Interesting. You're passing it in fourth. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be, I'm sure there'll be some, yeah, some double passes. Good luck, I, Iowa. I do think that they like the, their quarterback transfer they got in. But if that guy changes your whole offense and he's the answer, isn't that more indicative of how bad uh, Brian was at developing quarterbacks? He's been the OC be for six years. So the he's quarterback been the OC for six years? Since 2017. Oh, my God. This is his sixth year. So the detriment, so uh, the Iowa quarterback room going downhill is on his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, everyone I used to have every quarterback I had would be a, a backup in the NFL. Literally, everyone knows that this guy sucks. Like, there's not anyone on planet Earth that will try to convince you that this guy doesn't suck at his job. Right. Like, literally, no one. He was a really good position coach. He was a really good O line coach. Yeah, and he was a really good tight ends coach. And he was a good tight ends coach for the Patriots when he's in the oh. NFL. Is the other parents? He's still on the Patriots, still right? Playing. Yeah, he's like a he's backup. Pra- is he practice squad or is he on the active? No, he's full roster. He started. Quite a few games last year. We had injuries on the All interior, right. but he, he's like um, a guy who can play like center and guard. Well, because he's the second he's retired, he's he's going. Yes, to Iowa. also going to be right. Yeah, co-ocs. Iowa, maybe, but maybe Belichick gives him like an assistant job somewhere, and then he's going to Iowa. Right. I think mm-hmm. without any doubt. All right. Um, do you want to? Do we want to? Is he going to hit it? Is he going to hit that number real quick? No Ooh. chance. You don't think so? No chance. I think he does. I think he does, but it's for the detriment of Iowa football. Because I don't think it's that hard to score 25 points per game if you're playing in a way that you're trying to score 25 points per game. But it's just worse for your team. That's true. He's just going to be throwing the football over the yard. Yeah, shortening possessions, running hurry up when you don't need to. Running, I think the, his score, only chance, running the score up on really bad teams. That's that's his only chance, I think, is yeah. to score like 70 points his first like two or three games. backups in. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I don't even know if they can do that on offense. Like, do they normally run the score up against bad teams on no. offense? Like, they played South, was that South or North Dakota? Which one's Jack Rabbit? South Dakota's good. South Dakota State. Dude, they South didn't. Dakota State. South they, Dakota State. What did they score? Nine points? They didn't score on offense. They didn't score a touchdown. Man, South Dakota State would have gone like middle of the pack in the West last year. That game was like, what, South nine Dakota to. legit. Nine to six? Bro. They scored a touchdown. That's a team that's supposed to be a cupcake. I think that game it was like all right now i need to look it up because they did they right all i right. was watching it at the tailgate for the nebraska north dakota game and i wanted to make fun of iowa and then we barely beat north dakota so i couldn't make fun of iowa and yeah south dakota state's way better than yeah <laughs> exactly scott frost interview at halftime was yeah this uh, this isn't great seven to three seven to three no oh, oh, but it was uh, two safeties and a field goal two safeties and a field goal that's yeah. right <laughs> that was awesome so that's a zero point per game dude he might have like two like if you have two zero points 
zero touchdown games. Like, I mean, how many zero touchdown games can you have and still hit 25 points per game? I just think when you get those games where you can really lay it on a team, like Oklahoma versus us last year, Oklahoma could have scored 150. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Iowa's once not you, Oklahoma. No, they're not. But they could, you know, once you've got a team that you're head and shoulders above, mm-hmm. you're, you're playing it nice a little bit. You don't Defensive, have that Defensively and special teams, they can absolutely, you know, roll through a bad team. I just, like, offensively, I don't know if they can. All right, thank you very much for watching. Please like, please subscribe. Uh, we appreciate you uh, taking part in this thing that we are building. Um, but we appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.